0: know the difference it is one team one plan one fee and welcome it's money talk the annex wealth management show busy hour glad you're here i'm danny clayton derek felsky your chief investment
1: officer Welcome to the show. Thank you, Danny.
2: Hey, Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Yeah, thank you. And everyone out there, I know it's been a rough week, but let's talk about so much that has happened. And we all know about the inflation report that came out last week. And then again on Tuesday, we saw another report that suggested that inflation is really sticky. And of course, then on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve came out and raised the short-term interest rate, 75 basis points. We did talk about it last week, Derek. That said, is it 50 or is it 75? Well, we now know the answer to that question.
1: Right. And earlier in the week, it would seem that the Fed was telegraphing that because they didn't really want to surprise the market. And clearly, the Fed has decided, you know, to follow the data. That CPI obviously disappointed them. The PCE measure, which they follow, isn't quite as hot as the CPI, uh, but they did react to a very high print and are well on their way towards uh, getting towards what the market expects, which is roughly a a terminal rate on Fed funds of roughly 3.5%.
2: Yeah, so now we see they're trying to catch up to market rates. And of course, while they are raising rates, by theory, they're trying to slow down the economy. Well, uh, apparently it's having its intended effect because we watched the, the GDP report. We reported widely that last quarter it was a negative report. We all know that Back-to-back quarters are the technical definition of a recession. We looked at the GDP report for this quarter, and it is at a 0 perhaps we're already in a recession.
1: So that certainly may be the case. Um, You know, one other thing about the technical definition of a recession, yes, typically we talk about two negative quarters of real GDP, but there are also other factors that go into it as well, like unemployment and the rest. And unemployment is still sitting at 3.6 percent. So I would doubt the board would call it a recession with unemployment levels near those numbers. But the basic drift of the economy recently has certainly been towards softness. We saw weak leading economic indicators this week retail sales housing starts and even initial jobless claims are no longer making new lows so the economy is clearly softening and that's really what the tug-of-war is going to be between slowing growth and the Fed raising rates
2: you know a lot of times Derek you talk about the economy and the market are not directly connected, but the stock market clearly is reacting to a slowing economy.
1: Right. What I was saying last couple of weeks, we don't want to conflate normalization of the economy with a recession. Clearly, the odds have risen that we could fall into a downdraft in terms of economic activity. But with the S&P now 23% from its high, you have to think a good amount of that has already been discounted.
2: Right. So you look at technical indicators, and we do do that. Of course, we look at both fundamental numbers and what are the numbers and what is the technical House of Trading. And we heard a lot of technicians this week, and again, let me just try to frame this out. The S&P is trading right around high 3,600, 3,700, somewhere in that neighborhood. And a lot of technicians are saying that there's a lot of support at 3,500, which is about a 5% down from here. In other words, that could be a bottom. We're certainly not trying to call a bottom, but there's evidence that there's there's some downside protection.
1: Right, and the other thing that I always look at is, you know, there are a lot of sectors of the economy, small caps for example, some technology names, particularly the higher multiple tech names, that have already been deep in a bear market, right. some down 60, 70% from their highs. And while I'm not suggesting they're going to go back to their old highs, oftentimes right. stocks don't all bottom at the the same time. Even in March of 2020, many stocks actually started to bottom a few months before that panic low. So it does behoove one to really look around tactically for opportunities. As an example, one of the most beaten down sectors of all has been biotech, particularly small cap biotech. And even though the market was weak this week, small cap biotech index did not make a new low, which I thought was sort of interesting.
2: Right. So you think about the market, air quotes, folks, for being on radio, air quotes, the market generally is the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones when people say that and sometimes it's the last one to bottom out and what Derek is saying instead of trying to call a bottom is to approximate the bottom in other words trying to find it by picking off pieces one by one and so if you don't have a plan to go forward from here there's some place I know that you can go to help you get there
0: it would be our website it's annexwealth.com Derek Felsky is our chief investment officer. Dave Spano, our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. We say it often. We mean it. Know the difference. There is a significant difference between investment advisors. If you missed part of this week in review, it's available on the Axiom for our subscribers. Otherwise, on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel this weekend, going to take a quick break. We're going to be back. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may be wondering if your retirement plans are still on track. Inflation is a silent wealth killer. You won't hear an alarm when prices rise, but you might feel alarm as you try to plan your future. It's also one of the top reasons 80% of Americans are feeling stressed about their finances. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at annexwealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, Annex Wealth Management's in house team of planners will prepare your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth Metric isn't a sales tool, Annex is a fee only fiduciary. So there are no products to push. Instead, you'll get an honest assessment of your current state and a realistic plan to reach your goals. If you're concerned about how inflation may be affecting your retirement date or how you're planning to spend your retirement, visit AnnexWealth.com today. Annex Wealth Management. We're back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management show. Quick reminder, sign up for the Axiom. That's our free weekly newsletter. Shows up on Sundays. Don't have to be a client for that. Also, connect with us on social media. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel has 1,400 videos, all produced by Annex Wealth Management. Great learning content. Again, that's on YouTube. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer in the studio for Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Dave Spano, our President and CEO.
2: Thanks, Danny. Uh, Derek, I want to go back to something you said in the last segment of the show, that you talked about the Fed has ideas of getting back to, to neutrality by the end of the year. And I want to follow up with, but first of all, explain that now I have a follow up question.
1: That's what they call the normal rate. And that's a rate that they believe will not actually cause much in the way of economic weakness, but will actually sustain the goals that they have, which is as close as possible to full employment and also some element of price stability. And that number has been coming down primarily because the economy is much more levered to interest rates than has been in the past, including the government deficit. So when you think about what the Fed can do, and how far they can go, that's something that they think of as a kind of a gateway to normality. And that's why I talk about normalization. And so when you really extend the thought, the Fed actually, by raising rates by 75 basis points, has now moved much closer to where the bond market has been. And I think one of the reasons we've seen so much volatility in the markets, not just in stocks, but also in bonds, is because things are out of whack. And as they get closer and closer, I would expect volatility to dampen somewhat as we get closer and closer to that normal rate.
2: Right, so that's one part of the question Second part is we have had what's called quantitative easing. In other words, the Federal Reserve has been pumping money into the economy. They have turned about face and are now doing what's called quantitative tightening. In other words, taking money out of the market, and that is a significant change from where we've been for the last dozen years.
1: Right. I mean, they're now allowing the runoff of their balance sheet, so as bonds mature, they're not reinvesting them in the same bonds that they had owned previously, so while at the margin it is tightening, technically the money supply isn't really affected by things like that. The other thing the Fed has also been doing is trying to reduce M2 growth. That's the key, and I think that's the thing that most people are going to focus on. On June 28th, we'll get the monthly number, and that would be very interesting.
2: All right. So So now, I've set this whole thing up for a reason, and so we're talking about where the Fed wants to get in six months, for example, or in nine months, if it's going to take them that long. That also kind of coincides with an election, which could change attitudes on either side of the political spectrum. But more importantly, seasoned investors look to the other side. And if we think that the other side is six to nine months out, what do you think seasoned investors should be doing at this point?
1: I think you really need to be tactically adding to equity exposure on a, on a measured basis. I think small cap stocks are very interesting. They're cheap relative to history. They're back to the 2002 levels. Uh, they've been thrown out with the bathwater in many cases. Uh, you can look at other sectors that have had a tough time, like you know leading technology companies that have generated strong free cash flows that um, by that I'm talking about the fang stocks that people have thrown out with the bathwater, and then finally you know companies that have pricing power things you know in the energy sector energy actually went into a bear market in eight days this week and that's actually to me a good sign because when they get the leadership group they get it last and the yeah. 20% decline in energy with the fundamentals still very strong suggests to me that this is capitulation in many ways
2: that's where I'm going so if we have have we seen capitulation in other words Has all of the selling been exhausted? And and that's a really close number that, that we talk about throughout the week because we look at what's called volume. And all of the selling starts to exhaust itself, then you can start to put in a bottom. Now, it might take a while, folks, for us to heal all of the damage that's been done. And we've seen it before. You know, we've seen it sometimes taking six to nine months for the recovery to begin. But you've done some work, and you showed it to me this week, that showed that the average pullback was 41% going back to the 1970s for all the, you know, the six or seven pullbacks that we had but 12 months later and 24 months later the markets are up significantly and that is the reason why we want you to take a look at your portfolio if you're playing at home and know what you should be doing right now otherwise we can help and there's a way to get started danny
0: it's to head to our website for investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. That is the most important part. It only takes a couple of minutes. It's just filling out a contact form. promise we won't bug you, but we need to start that conversation because unusual times, call for professionalism and experience, and it's time for an experienced partner to work on your behalf. The team at Annex Wealth Management is ready. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Sunday, June 19th, we're going to be right back, 925 Fox News. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Seems like it never ends. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Jill Martin is an estate planning attorney at Annex, heads up the estate planning team. Hello, Jill. Hi, Danny. Estate planning can be complex and it's got to be done correctly to avoid a ton of trouble, hurt feelings, potential deeper legal issues long after the loved one has passed. And we need to point out the loved one would never have wanted to produce that kind of trouble.
3: You hope not, right? Yeah. I mean, the the idea is, is you do an estate plan to make everything very orderly. Easy to follow and very easy to get to the end result, which is making sure everything is distributed properly and equitably among family members without a lot of angst.
0: A fiduciary is somebody who operates in the best interest of a client or in the case of an estate, the best interest of the estate and the person's wishes. But things can go sideways quickly. It isn't as simple as selecting a spouse and then followed by the kids. There are family dynamics that have to be addressed. And really, everybody should understand the roles of an estate plan before somebody passes, right?
3: So the roles are, are an important part because we need to know who is going to be responsible for what and at what point in time. The most common ones that people think of are that executor, personal representative, trustee. But the more critical ones that we want to think of first and foremost are going to be those powers of attorney. So who do you name to step in while you're still alive to make decisions for you? And there's a couple of those.
0: Power of attorney gets tossed around a lot. But as you mentioned, there's two types. Let's talk about one of them, the FPR the financial power of attorney.
3: Yes, and that's also known as a durable power of attorney or a general financial power of attorney, right? There's a lot of names for the same thing. But what that really is, is you're naming someone to step in while you're alive to manage your financial life. So that can be done when you no longer wanna manage your finances or you no longer have the legal capacity to manage your finances. And so that person's gonna file your tax returns, pay your bills, deal with your investments, all of those types of things and that's what that financial power of attorney does.
0: Next up is the healthcare power of attorney, kind of sort of the same thing, the person is still alive.
3: Typically what the healthcare power of attorney is, is that's gonna be the person who can ultimately make a decision if we need to move someone into a nursing home, maybe move someone to a different state
0: And I'm assuming they have to work in concert with the financial power of attorney.
3: They do, because the financial power of attorney is the one that holds the purse strings, right? So the healthcare power of attorney can't decide this is the nursing home we're going to put mom in if the financial power of attorney isn't on board to say, yes, we can afford that.
0: You mentioned the personal representative or executor. Is that the same term for the same role?
3: So yes, a personal representative and an executor are the same thing. It really just depends on the state law that we're working under, right? Some states call it a personal representative in statutes. Others use the term executor. But it's really the same thing. So what happens is is that is the person who is named within the last will and testament to settle someone's final affairs. that are going through the probate process.
0: Then who's the trustee, what is that?
3: So the trustee is a very similar role to that executor personal representative, but they are following the terms of a trust agreement, so a revocable living trust. Normally when we're dealing with a trust, we're not dealing with the probate court, but the trustee and the personal representative, they have a lot of the same duties and responsibilities. It's just you're operating under two different legal documents. So it's really critical to know which document and which role are we dealing with.
0: Jill Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management, we got the roles. Let's talk about the process. Does a good estate planning process need everybody in the room so there's a clear understanding? Obviously, it would start with the person or the
4: couple.
3: Yeah, so that gets really tricky really fast. Estate planning is your plan. You are the one that's setting out what you want to have happen and who you want in those roles. Meet with a lot of clients that they do want engagement by their kids and their family members to make sure that they're naming the right people. Some kids may look at it and go, I don't want to be the financial power attorney or I don't want to be the healthcare power attorney. So mom and dad need to know that when they're doing their estate plan. But at the same time, we don't want the kids being the ultimate decider of what's going to happen with mom and dad's finances and their money.
0: And just because somebody is the eldest in the family doesn't mean they should be the default choice for one of those roles. They might be miscast.
3: Absolutely. And we see this a lot, right? A lot of times people struggle to figure out who should we name where. So they do the waterfall, oldest, middle, youngest. That's usually not always the best solution. You want Want to name the healthcare power of attorney as someone who you know is going to follow your healthcare wishes. So, if you want to be removed from life support, you want to name the child that's going to do that, not the one who's going to prolong your life indefinitely if that's against your wishes. Same thing with the financial. You want to make sure you're naming someone who you trust with your finances and you know is going to do a good job. So if you have a child who's not great with balancing their checkbook, probably not someone you want to put in in charge of your investment portfolio.
0: And you need to pick those roles carefully. It's really important. I'm sure you've seen some legal pain detangling some of
3: this. I guess it's not quite as difficult with the powers of attorney because usually those can get rewritten or we see that happening at a point in time where we can fix it it's really once you've passed away or you become legally incapacitated that those documents get really hard to change and so that's when we want to make sure that we're really really in tune with who is going to be doing what and it's the right person for the role
0: the executor. Sometimes there's compensation for that and people need to understand that because I've seen some people get their feelings hurt if they're not being and somebody else is.
3: I see a lot of times where generally if you're a beneficiary, you're also not going to compensate yourself unless there's an extreme amount of work that's going on here. And the reason for that is is if you compensate yourself, it's taxable income. So a lot of people don't know that. And so that gets them sometimes or that makes them decide they're not going. I always used to think when I first started in practice, like, oh, being named the executor is a is such an honor be careful what you wish for because it's a lot of work It's a lot of
0: responsibility it's a little bit of a burden sometimes it
3: it can be very burdensome if it's a difficult estate planner we've got unusual assets and things that need to be dealt with you really need to make sure that the person you name has the capability and the financial knowledge to be able to handle all that work.
0: For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary, you know the difference. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Joe Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back, 92.5 Fox News. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may be wondering if your retirement plans are still on track. Inflation is a silent wealth killer. You won't hear an alarm when prices rise, but you might feel alarm as you try to plan your future. It's also one of the top reasons 80% of Americans are feeling stressed about their finances. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, Annex Wealth Management's in-house team of planners will prepare your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth metric isn't a sales tool. Annex is a fee-only fiduciary, so there are no products to push. Instead, you'll get an honest assessment of your current state and a realistic plan to reach your goals. If you're concerned about how inflation may be affecting your retirement date or how you're planning to spend your retirement, visit At AnnexWealth.com today. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Naples, welcome back. Oh, thank you, Danny. So you're like the pickleball dude. You played Wednesday night. You played yesterday. How'd that tournament go?
5: Oh, the uh, tournament turned out well. It was a uh, friendly event that uh, some friends set up at Veterans Park, and we had a lot of fun. Let's talk about retirement.
0: This is a time of great joy for many people, but it can be full of uncertainty. Yeah, you know, folks travel more, they spend extended amounts of time with family, they take up new hobbies, but lately the waters have been choppy. What are some of the risks to be aware of and how can good planning help? Robert, I'm gonna guess that one of the conversations you're having with clients or maybe even friends is healthcare. Those costs are just increasing.
5: Well, that's a great point, Danny. Yesterday, while I was playing in the pickleball tournament after we were having a conversation, and one of the uh, players, his parents are in declining health at the moment. And I was talking to him about a long-term care policy, just pointed him in, in a direction and trying to help folks out. If there's one thing that can drain your wealth faster than anything else, it's healthcare costs. More people go bankrupt with healthcare costs than any other factor.
0: Yeah, I think I saw a fidelity stat. The average couple... <laughs> At 65 in 2022, will need approximately $315,000 to cover health care expenses during retirement alone.
5: That's going to add up, and you need a plan for that. If you mention $315,000 for health costs, To most people, it seems insurmountable. Some of us are going to be on that path, and some people will not have those astronomical costs. But if your parents or the genealogy of your family leads you that way, then some type of long-term care policy might be very beneficial for your wealth and your health. Not a fun conversation after Pickleball, but did market volatility crop up? Uh, Absolutely. If I'm at Publix on Vanderbilt Beach Road, playing pickleball, riding my bike in my neighborhood, a lot of people know that I uh, participate in the markets. And it's typically the first or second question from anybody that I run into, what's going on? What is happening with the markets? And we're seeing a, I would say, multiple factor things that are happening in the markets right now, causing this volatility. And then how about inflation? I mean, nobody is not talking about inflation. Well, great point. And inflation is item number one, causing the volatility. Grocery shopping, buying gas, buying anything. You're seeing absolute inflation, whether it's smaller packaging, higher pricing, gas. The Naples area is... Just touching $5 a gallon, the highest prices I've ever seen in the Naples area. Yeah, as soon as it
0: climbs out of the fours and into the fives, it's just kind of tough. Robert, one of the other things that we have to deal with is the death of a spouse. How does that infect a plan?
5: First off, I deal with a lot of uh, widowers and widows. It's devastating. First thing, you're consoling the surviving spouse. And then secondly, you really got to wrap your arms around them and say, hey, we have a lot of things we have to take care of, whether it's social security adjustment because the surviving spouse doesn't get as much, a pension that might go away with the deceased spouse. There are so many things that we have to look at. And if you're with Annex Wealth Management, all of that is built into your financial plan and it should be a lot easier going forward.
0: Yeah, we do love a plan, and we're equipped to be guides on the path. We talked previously about meeting our clients wherever they are, working with them to fulfill goals of the retirement they desire. Ten years out, maybe you're right on the doorstep. Maybe you're already retired. Get a second look at what you got. We'll take the time to meet that need. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference, folks. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much, Danny quick break. We're going to be right back. Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5
6: Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com.
0: Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Time for Ask Annex. As always, we're wide open. Client or not, you can always reach us at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab. Randy Winkler, CFP and Wealth Manager, joins us. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. Had some good ones today, and our first one is from Michael. When I first started investing, the provider I used suggesting rebalancing once a quarter. I know that's now invalid, but what is? And I remember, Randy, as a wee young lad, I would get these little reminders. Hey, it's a new quarter. Maybe it's time to rebalance. I had no idea.
7: Yeah. The idea of rebalancing is you come up with an allocation that's appropriate for your goals and your risk tolerance, and then you want to maintain that so it doesn't get too far skewed. So, for example, let's say you decided on a 50% stock, 50% bonds allocation. If over a period of time that skews to be 75% stock and 25% bonds, you'd want to sell some of those stocks sell high, buy some of those bonds, buy low, get it back into the proper allocation. Oh, is that all? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's all. So you could do this on a on a very regular basis. Generally, we recommend doing it once a year unless there's been some big moves. If there's been some big changes, maybe you can take advantage of those by it's a big run-up in the market itself. It's a big downturn in the market. You can buy, but probably once a year is sufficient unless there's been big market changes. This is more of a
0: do-it-yourselfer thing. <laughs> active management, and here's a know-the-difference thing, active Management is different.
7: Correct. So for a 401k or a 403b, where you're responsible for your results, you have to set this up yourself. If you're working with a an investment firm that's professionally managing it, they're regularly looking at your accounts and making these moves dynamically. That's what we do. We take a look at it and see where are there opportunities. Where can we take advantage of things that have already run up?
0: A lot of talk about people taking new jobs. This next one is from Matt, and he says I'm taking a new job and need to do something with my old 401k, but I'm paralyzed by this market. Can I just put it in a
7: target date fund until things calm down? You could. I guess let's address a couple of the things here. Above a certain dollar amount, you can leave your money in your old 401k, although it's generally not recommended. Below a certain dollar amount, they're just going to send you a check. They're going to withhold the taxes. They're going to withhold the penalty. For a larger account, you have some options there. You can roll it into your new employer 401k, or you can roll it into an IRA, either self-directed or professionally managed. So that's the account part of it. The investment part of it is where he's talking about the target date fund. In general, a lot of people have analysis Paralysis when it comes to their 401k or their 403b plan because they've got a lot of options. So they look at them and say, Do I pick mutual fund X or mutual fund Y? What's my allocation? So, target date funds were a really nice invention for people to be able to just pick one fund based on when you're going to be done working. So, if you're retiring in 30 years, you're going to have a target date fund 30 years out there. It's going to be fairly aggressive. If you're retiring in two years, it's going to have a a target date for two years out. It's going to be more conservative. So, those work pretty well. Uh, Unless you can get some professional guidance, if you can have somebody say, hey, we've taken a look at your funds and we really like these, we don't like those. I know we've talked in the past, if you have some money that's managed outside of your 401k, you can often build around the weaknesses within your plan. But I would say for, uh, for Matt, you know, take a look at your new plan, take a look at an IRA, and get some professional guidance on where it should be invested. This is a great time to be getting into the market or moving things around uh, because things are on sale. By the way, Matt,
0: we help people do this, so get a hold of us at AnnexWealth.com. Next one
7: is from Susan. Is debt consolidation a good idea? How about the snowball? Well, I like this question. It's actually two parts. So, uh, debt consolidation is taking all of your various debts and putting them in one place. And there's a number Usually of- Usually like high interest credit cards and things, or everything. Correct. There some okay. people might have four or five different credit cards, maybe they've got lines of credit, and they put it all in one place, either through a debt consolidation loan or maybe through a home equity line of credit. One of the benefits, as you mentioned, is that you get hopefully a lower interest rate. Another big one is just organization. You're paying one bill as opposed to four, five, six, 10 different bills. I will stress, and I stress this with everybody that I talk about that uses a home equity line of credit for this, if you ran up a lot of debt and you consolidated on your home equity line of credit. That's good, but don't go back and run up all that debt again. There has to be a change in behavior before you would want to do something like this. She mentions the snowball. That's kind of a Dave Ramsey thing, right? Yes, that snowball is something that I really like and I've been converted to over the years. I didn't like it for about 10 years, but I've come around to it. If I remember correctly, the debt snowball is you pay off your smallest debt first, you take that payment and then apply it to your second smallest, and then you just move up. Correct. The debt snowball gets a lot of, I'll say, bad press because mathematically, it's not the best way to do it. Mathematically, you would want to pay off the highest interest rate loan first, but it's been proven over and over again. And this is where I had my conversion. I laid out the, what's called the debt avalanche, the mathematically superior way of doing it to a number of people and they don't do it. The debt snowball, you've got those little wins as you pay off the little debt. Even if you've got a zero interest credit card and that's your smallest debt, you would pay that off first and then roll up the payment to the next one. You get those positive reinforcement moments when, hey, I've paid that one off, I'm on to the next one, I'm on to the next one. It's much more often implemented as opposed to the superior mathematically avalanche. And you are a math major. Yes, I'm a math major. (laughs) And that's why I fought it so strongly for so
0: long. (laughs) For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary, that's how we work. Know the difference. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Randy Winkler, CFP and Wealth Manager, thank you for joining us on Ask Annex. Oh, it's always my pleasure. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, June 19th. Happy Father's Day. We're going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch seems like it never ends. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? If you're not subscribed to our weekly newsletter, The Axiom, may I suggest you do that? Seven weekly insights delivered on Sunday morning. You don't have to be a client to subscribe. And what you find in The Axiom runs the gamut. The week in review, guest features, teaching and learning segments, and we love a good poll. We like hearing more about our friends and clients. Now, several months ago, our next guest was with us to discuss some results of a poll about what parents speak to children about when it comes to financial planning, and he's back to do it again. Welcome, Eric Strom, Financial Planning Manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Danny. Thanks for having me. I still can't figure out if this is uh, bugging the kids or just being aware of the kids. Probably better to ask these questions now than down the road when they're older and they might be in a spot
4: Yep, and it probably is a little bit of both bugging them and important. The initial
0: questions. We asked four. Are you saving enough for retirement? And then the second part was, are you saving enough? Will you need financial help in the next five years was the second question. Do you have a will and estate plan? And then how often do you plan on updating your will and or estate plan? Eric, let's go over the remainder of the poll, get your take. One of the questions we asked was, do you foresee situations that could cause friction with siblings and dependents? That's a great question.
4: It is. And we did see a lot of respondents, almost half of respond and saying that yes, they did foresee some of this friction. We're not surprised to hear this because family dynamics are complicated and money is a very emotional topic. Sometimes people will own a sentimental house or, or real estate and maybe you want to leave that to your children because it's so important to you. Reality, your kids might not all agree with what they want to do with that property. There are things you can do to help reduce the friction. And the first one is to have transparency. Talk to your kids about what you're thinking. Tell them what's going on. Another thing that you can do is to consolidate and simplify your own financial life make things easier on them. We've seen clients who, they have three different financial advisors. Maybe they have insurance policies at five different insurance companies. The complexity of that can be overwhelming for dependents. And also doing your estate planning, having your assets titled correctly, and having beneficiary designations up to date. All of these best practices, they might sound a little boring and mundane, but these things we see help reduce that friction and negativity that can happen within a family dynamic.
0: Next question, again, another important one. Do you have appropriate insurance policies in place?
4: About a third of respondents said that they weren't even sure what the appropriate insurance were for their adult children maybe they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s. If they are parents, they need life insurance. And for most parents, the best type of life insurance is affordable level term life insurance. Maybe 10 to 12 times your income is a good place to start. Danny, you and I recorded a whole segment about this.
0: Yeah. In fact, that's on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel.
4: How much insurance do you need? It's a good one. Another one is long-term disability insurance. Because Danny, did you know that you're three to four times more likely to become disabled during your working career than you are to die. Some companies offer really good group long-term disability coverage. That's a good place. It can be tough to buy this type of insurance on the market. And lastly, need renter's insurance. And for homeowners, of course, uh, property and casualty insurance. Sometimes if your adult child has assets or high income, rental property or business, they might want to look at having umbrella insurance as well. As you can see, there's lots of different types of insurance. Some of them can be important for your adult children.
0: Eric Strom, financial planning manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Some might think that these are bugging the kids, but these are important questions. The next question was, are your financial documents in a safe place? And maybe if they're a younger generation,
4: they've got them on the cloud. You got to know how to get to them. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually asked my estate planning attorney this question recently. He mentioned that a best practice was having that digital. So having digital copies, but in addition, a fireproof safe at home. And if you have that fireproof safe, also put some thought into where are the keys? If there's a couple sets of keys, right? Where do you keep those? And another tip is if you're working with a financial advisor, give them copies as well, so that maybe you have your own digital copies, but you can have a professional with copies as well.
0: Last question, and this is more of the parents themselves. Have you spoken
4: with your children about expecting an inheritance? Here we saw about 50% of respondents said yes, and about 40% have not had that conversation yet, It's human nature, right, to avoid these uncomfortable conversations. We suggest that you open up and start talking about your own personal finances with your adult kids. And, Danny, I have a few tricks. Here's the first trick, and this is something I've done uh, with my own parents who are retired. Do some charitable giving together. Maybe you're talking to your advisor and you're finding out a good method of gifting and maybe a good number for this particular tax year. And then maybe you're involving your adult children in where to give. For example, this last Christmas, my retired parents and and me and all of our siblings, we all gave together to the same charity. You you might think, well, that's not an inheritance talk. It's a baby step towards those financial conversations. And here's another trick. You could start an investment club with your kids. Maybe you're each putting in $5,000 and picking a stock. Again, that's not the inheritance talk, but that's still breaking down the walls of these financial conversations. Another big one is you could introduce your children to your advisor, maybe your tax person, your team. And by doing that, again, that's another step that kind of leads up to that inheritance talk. And remember this, this is research shown that 80% of millionaires are first generation. The reality is that most fortunes are spent down by the second or third generation. So we want to all do what we can to help our adult children become good stewards of money. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning as a fee-only
0: fiduciary, know the difference, folks. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Eric Strom, Financial Planning Manager and CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Always appreciate your insight. Thanks, Danny. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, June 19th. Happy Father's Day. We're going to be right back. 92.5 Fox News. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may be wondering if your retirement plans are still on track. Inflation is a silent wealth killer. You won't hear an alarm when prices rise, but you might feel alarm as you try to plan your future. It's also one of the top reasons 80% of Americans are feeling stressed about their finances. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at annexwealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, Annex Wealth Management's in house team of planners will prepare your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth Metric isn't a sales tool, Annex is a fee only fiduciary so there are no products to push. Instead, you'll get an honest assessment of your current state and a realistic plan to reach your goals. If you're concerned about how inflation may be affecting your retirement date or how you're planning to spend your retirement, visit AnnexWealth.com today. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference? Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services. Annex Wealth Management is back. Hello, Tom. Hello, Danny. Good to have you here. So we help companies set up their 401k plans. We know good benefits attract and retain employees. We know all that stuff, right? We work hard at that. No question. Yeah, benefits are huge. So business owners, they get a million things going. And They're running their business. So when we can provide 401K services, we can remove that burden and we let companies take care of their core business. And that's got to be good, too.
8: Yeah, that's one of the most important things we do is help those, whether they're business owners or HR directors, fill in that void of a lot of the expertise you really need to have if you're going to responsibly offer a retirement plan. We help fill in that void and, and help our clients along the way. Good partner. 401K millionaires. You've seen them. I have. They do exist. We are not talking about unicorns here. It's a real thing. Now, to become a 401k millionaire, and they
0: exist, you can become one. It takes time, but it takes discipline.
8: It does. And that's the thing that about 401k plans that, uh, you know, they're not fun insofar as it does take a long time for your balance to accumulate. But the good news is they are intended for something that isn't going to happen for a long time. So if you have the patience, you will be rewarded for it over time. There's no question. I know that uh, in talking with different members of our planning team that many of the portfolios that come in here have these big Big 401k's. Yeah, it's not uncommon for the 401k balance to be the largest balance of somebody's financial savings. Even if it is a you know a collection of different 401k balances throughout their career, the accumulation of whatever, however many of those there is, is often the largest chunk. Yeah. When I came here, I think mine was a collection of probably four or five different companies. And that's
0: the way it should be, right? You go to one, you bring it, you consolidate it. It just makes sense.
8: Yeah, for sure. When you leave your employer, you should take your money with you. The question then becomes, do you roll it into the new plan or do you roll it into an IRA? That's where our team comes in and tries to help you figure out which of those is the better route to go for you. But first things first, when you leave, take it with you. Let's get back to the four hundred one k millionaire, and to become one, it takes discipline.
0: It takes time, and it takes discipline. Let's talk about the discipline part.
8: Well, it's just consistency, and I tell people all the time. You know, I say this over and over again there is a difference between simplicity and ease. Saving money is not easy, but it is really simple with a 401k plan. You decide how much you're going to put in. They start taking it out of your paycheck. They put it right into your account. All you need to do is pull the trigger the first time around to get the ball rolling. It does take that discipline. But once you get going, it just kind of does it for you. You know, not that you shouldn't check in every now and then. But yeah, discipline is absolutely key. Cycles go up and cycles go down. And part
0: of that discipline is having that mindset that market declines happen and they Do happen, there are steps you can take.
8: There are. One of them is to maybe not take any drastic action, depending on what's going on. So that's one of the things we help people a lot with. You know, obviously we focus on the employers, help them get their uh, job done as it pertains to running the 401k plan. But then the most fun part of our job is turning to the employees and say, okay, how can we help you take advantage of this benefit? A big part of that is how much are you going to put in? Are you going to do Roth or pre tax if that's available in the plan? But then how are you going to go about investing your money? You know, I actually wrote a blog about this a while back on our website, we all react the same way. To a good market yay you know but we do not all react the same way when things go down people react differently to those adverse times in the market right and what I always try to help people understand is try to be honest with yourself on the front end so that when those rough times come and they do come eventually that you'll be positioned and you won't start reacting violently to what happens in the market and get yourself in a bad spot so there's a 401k plan and then everybody should have a plan for their 401k For sure. Yeah, especially because it is such a big part of it. But it's not a set it and forget it sort of investment vehicle. You don't need to be checking it all the time. It is different from a brokerage account in that regard. But you do want to keep an eye on it and make sure that things are moving along over time, that it's fitting into your overall financial plan
0: business owners, CFOs, HR professionals, if you're listening, Annex Wealth Management is an asset when it comes to your 401k
8: plan. So our commitment to service doesn't end when that plan goes into place. No, that is an ongoing affair. And so what people need to understand, we talk a lot about fiduciary here at Annex Wealth Management because we act in a fiduciary capacity. The thing that's interesting with 401k plans is if you are in a decision-making capacity, you are also a fiduciary. We are here to offload some of those fiduciary responsibilities when it comes to the investments, but you You can never get yourself off the hook completely. So part of the cool thing about our team is the experience that we have in the industry. We have a lot of insight where we can help those employers with that ongoing maintenance and improvement and keeping up with all the the changes in the industry, as well as the changes in legislation and regulation and things like that. Because what we would really like to do is produce another round of 401k
0: millionaires because it's possible, so, and if you're a business owner, a CFO, an HR professional,
8: If you want to attract and retain employees, Tom Parks and his team are ready to rock. We are, and it's a lot of fun. big thing for us is we try to make it fun you know telling people you need to save more isn't always the most fun thing to hear but we do you know when you start learning how these things work you can make it fun and I think that experience for the employees is a big thing that we bring to the table they start to appreciate the benefit even more once they get to understand it better this stuff isn't rocket science but unless someone's explaining it to you you're probably not going to figure it out so that is a big role that we play and it's like I said it's one of the favorite things uh, that we do for our team. Need some help? Annex can help. Tom Parks Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you.
6: It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team. One plan. One fee. AnnexWealth.com.
0: No, the difference that Annex Wealth Management budgeting means freedom for some, but for others, it can make the skin crawl. So joining us to build the case for solid everyday budgeting discipline now and the importance of it in retirement two of our team members. Randy Winkler, CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Randy. Hey, Danny. This is going to be your kind of a segment. Oh, yeah. Yes. And Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management as well. But you've got some budgeting background, too. You used uh, to teach yeah, it.
6: I did. That's true.
0: Deanne, has Randy ever shared his deep and unabiding love for budgeting or what he does for his system?
6: <laughs> yes. Pretty close and up there with his new wife, I would say. No, that's why he's <laughs> such a great partner in this area. So we both both Randy and I fervently believe in super planning, we like to call it, to include expenses that are divided into needs, like your living expenses and your wants, all that fun stuff. And dividing those out is really important.
7: So, Randy, this is what you do on a Saturday morning. It's very much fun for me to uh, sit down with my budget and take a look at uh, how I'm going to put my dollars to work. All right, folks, let's talk budgeting and especially budgeting and retirement. So, Deanne, you meet with plenty of
0: clients. I'm going to guess they all handle budgeting differently, right? If they do it at all.
6: Well, that's very true, Danny. So to some people, the B word budgeting is a dirty word, right? Maybe they have gone their whole lives with enough income. They've never had to think about separating out their expenditures. They've never worried about it. I can tell you that personally, I worry about cash flows and the impact on my own future in retirement. So before I personally do any large purchase, like a house or a car, or a lifestyle change, for example, I run a comprehensive cash flow right here at Annex with our financial planners here. And I run the flow of my own spending to see how it impacts my own future. Whenever we go through a transition, so whether it's you know, the three big Ds, death, divorce, or disability, it impacts our cash flow. And it's really important that we take a step back, breathe, and have our arms around where we really spend.
0: So, what you do with yourself is what you do with our clients. Right? Absolutely. Okay. So, Randy, what makes you feel so strongly about budgeting
7: besides it's just beautiful order? Well, I heard a saying years ago that failing to plan is planning to fail. This is a saying that I heard years ago, and it really struck me. And I noticed through experience in the industry and personal, if you don't give each dollar a job they just wander off you've got to assign them a mission and hold them to it um, otherwise they are like little soldiers that don't have a war to fight. So Deanne, if people don't understand where their
0: money goes when they're working, and you kind of talked about that, that there's some people that they, they don't really need the budget, they probably should, but they don't, they could be in for a surprise when retirement rolls around.
6: So here's the thing that we find, and I'm sure, Randy, you see this too. People tend to throw a lot into this big amorphous category that they call miscellaneous. Well, I've
0: got one of those. Right? <laughs> oh,
6: no. Eh, thanks for playing. Okay. No, I hate those miscellaneous categories. I once sat down with somebody who had 20% of their expenditures in the that category. It turned out it was for her pets. A very valid and can be expensive category should be separate out for your pets. In this case, it was her two cats. I didn't know you could spend that much on cats, but that's aside. Um, it is important to take a look at the little things that add up in retirement. Also, like people have hobbies, they go back to, for example, so maybe they're stopping a full-time job in retirement, but they've always loved crafts and wood cutting. You know, there's an expense associated with that. I liken it to also some of the daily expenditures that we take for granted when we are working. Like you're going to love this one, Danny, Starbucks. Mm. So you know, I run through that. That mobile ordering is so easy. I go and I spend my five dollars and twenty-five cents at Starbucks to get my flat white. You know, with soy, that adds up. So over the course of five Five twenty-five daily. If I get that every workday, it would add up to roughly thirteen hundred and sixty-five dollars annually. That is not chump change. And so when I go back and break that out, and by the way, I could definitely get the coffee beans from Starbucks and grind my own for less than half of that if I was had to cut expenses. Right. And that's some of the things that we look at. I mean, sometimes we're faced with choices in retirement on what we want to spend our extra cash on, and there are almost always more creative ways to save. But first, you have to understand what. What you're actually spending.
0: Dean Phillips is Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Randy Winkler is also here. He's Manager of Financial Planning and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Randy, our clients with the solid financial plans from Annex, they know what their income level is going to be in retirement. Is it as simple
7: as just not overspending that? Uh, not quite. So it, the expense number is the most important number in the entire financial plan, and it needs to be accurate, and you need to go through the budgeting exercise to get to that number. But just having that number just shows you what you can spend, what's sustainable, the best way to do it is where it gets a little bit more interesting. Where do you take the money from? What's the distribution plan? So when you factor taxes in, just for example, if you take everything out of your IRA, you're paying income tax rates. If you take everything out of your uh, bank account, you may be paying no taxes whatsoever. Most likely, it'll be somewhere in between. And there's a very smart way to do that where you're going to pay less in taxes, but have your expenses covered just the same. Randy Winkler, CFP
0: at Annex Wealth Management. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP and CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Randy, thanks for coming in. Glad to be here. Deanne, thank you.
6: Thanks for having me.
0: Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch, seems like it never ends. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer in the studio, Dave Spano, President and CEO. Guys, I know every time that I do haul out that old adage that it's two negative quarters, that the recession, you guys kind of wins a little bit because, you know, it goes deeper than that. And Derek, I think we were talking uh, on Thursday, you told me about National Bureau of Economic Research. They are really the ones that declare it. And it's a whole lot of data and it's a big process.
1: Right. And, uh, and oftentimes they declare a recession when we're already out of it. You know, when I think about uh, markets and economists, you know, economists tend to look through the rearview mirror and markets look through the front window. And, and that's why many times you'll see a case where stocks will be going up on weak economic news or a collapse economy like we saw for most of 2020 and 20, early 2021. And, and the basically, the reverse is happening because markets are trying to discount the future. And one thing they're trying to get a handle on now is what's going to happen with earnings revisions. Are companies going to give positive guidance uh, during their July reporting period? Uh, what are they going to say about inflation? What are they going to say about hiring plans and the like? And up to this point, earnings estimates have remained stubbornly strong, and primarily because energy earnings estimates have continued to go up a lot. But Energy is only 5% of the S&P. So we're going to be watching those types of reports very closely in July to get a real feel for where earnings estimates can go.
2: And earnings are going to be put under pressure because they, like you and I, Derek, have higher input costs, right? You know, higher oil prices, higher gas prices, higher food prices, transportation. Well, it's the same thing for a business. It takes more to run your operations. It's going to put pressure on your earnings. And I think that's a really important point. You know, oftentimes we talk about the S&P 500 total earnings. Earnings. In fact, you know, we've explained this many times over the years that the S&P 500, 500 stocks, they all report their earnings. One company might make $2 and the next one makes $3. In aggregate, they come up with a number. It is around $240 of the total aggregate. So if that comes down, then you put a multiple on it, right? A normal multiple, and that puts you around where we are right now.
1: Well, and actually, to be factually accurate, when you see depressed earnings as a result of a recessionary forecast, you actually want to put a premium multiple on it unless you believe that earnings level is going to be sustained for a long period of time. I heard one guy on CNBC try to make the case that estimates could go from $250 on the S&P to 200 And then he was putting an average multiple of 15 on it. He said, well, the S&P go to 3000 Well, that's just faulty logic yeah. in many ways. So, yeah. you know, you got to be careful what these guys say on TV and do your homework. But at the end of the day, we're trying to build portfolios of companies that can benefit from the environment, whether it's defensive stocks, utility stocks, energy stocks, and the rest. And there are always opportunities, particularly when we've seen the kind of selling. The S&P was down 12% in six days. Yeah. So that's a very big move. And there are a lot of stocks now that are much better support levels and are more reasonably valued.
2: And you talked about energy down 18% for the week. I mean, those are those are big numbers. To enter a bear market for the best performing sector is really stunning. But now is the time to do some basic things, to go through and say, where am I weighted? Where am I overweighted? Where am I underweighted? And that doesn't mean that some of the United States sectors that we're talking about, that could be small caps, that could be international, that could even be parts of fixed income. And as people go through their portfolios, Derek, they have have to have a long-term perspective.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was looking today at the, the ratio of growth stocks to value stocks. And what I thought was interesting, you know, they the growth stocks led the market on the way down through most of uh, 2022. But this past week, when we made a new low on the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, the growth value ratio actually turned up. In other words, money was starting to rotate away from more cyclical value stocks like energy, like financials, uh, towards things like technology and healthcare. And so if you have
2: a strategy Uh, now is the time to begin to implement it. If you're working with somebody else and they haven't articulated that strategy to you, we can help. And there's ways to go about doing that. Obviously, the easiest way is going to AnnexWealth.com and engaging us. And folks, we'll sit down with you uh, individually. If you want to do it over the internet, we can do that as well. But go through, understand the process, know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it.
0: Uh, before we leave, happy uh, Father's Day weekend, yeah, guys. to you
2: as well, Danny. Thank you,
0: Danny. Yeah, did I tell you I'm going to be a grandfather? No, you didn't. I did. Congratulations. In November, which in- instantly aged me like 100 years. I just <laughs> You're too felt... young to be a grandfather, so That's Danny. what I think. Uh, folks, we've spent an hour laying out the case to work with Annex Wealth Management. You've heard examples from our team, what they do on our client's behalf. Take a couple of minutes this weekend. Fill out that contact form on the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com, and we will talk next week. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for the whole crew at Annex, including Dave and Derek. Thanks for listening. We're going to see you back next Sunday noon right here at 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.